Uh, hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton Ryan Straw. Since January 1st, 2021, we've been listening to albums that have come out in 2021. And today, we're here with some friends to talk about 10 of our favorite albums from the last year. Each. This is Getting Album. End End of the Year my god it's been a year it's been a year in music it has certainly been a year in music this is part one of two of two of our uh getting album of the year cast getting yeah 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 um we decided to split it up into two podcasts because um <laughs> as we learned it is an immense amount of work to yeah. listen to a bunch of albums brit I know I've told you this twice already today, but I have literally listened to nine albums today. Okay. Yeah. I've nine. listened to, I've listened to at least, I think at least nine today. I've been listening over the past three days. So mm-hmm. I had listened to all of your albums by like middle of yesterday. Nice. Good job. And got started on, on the guest albums. And mm-hmm. I've listened to every single one of your albums, my albums, and those albums <laughs> in the last three days. That's a lot of music. That is so yeah. much music. Like combined, thankfully some of these albums are short, but it's offset yeah. by some of the much long. There's two very long albums in this set, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, there um, are um, um, at least two long albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about how we're gonna present this. Hundred um, percent. So exactly what we mean by uh, we have friends with us talking about the albums. Exactly. So today we're gonna be discussing. 15 albums and those 15 albums are the first five picks from both Brit and I plus five picks from previous guests who called in and left us voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we figured it might be a little too difficult to like arrange a day to do this. So we just uh, told folks, Hey, we got a message machine. Uh, you know, the one we give out about the Mm -hmm. podcast all the time anyway. And we're like, Hey, just like call up, leave as long of a message as you want. I think it cuts off after three minutes, but yeah. Like, yeah, just go ahead, leave a message. Tell us, tell tell us, us about tell music us, you liked. Tell us your t- album of the year and why you liked it so much. Hell yeah. And so uh, let's get into a little bit more about these lists. Now, here's the thing. I listened to a lot of music that came out this year, mm-hmm. but I was also not the best about listening to music that came out this year. I mean, as it is with every year, yeah. I feel like a lot slips through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And so this list that I'm going to present here, this is by no means definitive. Oh, this no. is just like no. as of Sunday, so the most recent Sunday, which would have, I don't know the date of that, mm-hmm. but uh, as of the most recent Sunday, so here in December, um, uh, the Sunday before Christmas, I, I made a hard cutoff and I was like, I'm just going to write my list now. I, I don't have time to listen to more albums. And uh, these are the 10 that I came up with that I think are cool. Oh. I don't know. That's it. Like, just, hey, here's some stuff I thought yeah. that was fun. Right. And yeah. I can talk about yeah. it. And that's yeah, it. For, yeah. For me, d- this is definitely not definitive for me either. Although I did listen to, like, I mean, in compiling this list, it took me about a week because, mm-hmm. you know, I listened to a good bit of albums this year and I've recommended. I think two or three out of the albums on my list on the podcast so far. Uh, same, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it was it was a thing that was definitely on my radar already because I just you know like new music, like to hear new things. But 
uh, when we decided to do this, I just like, you know, went through a whole bunch of a diverse set of websites, album of the year lists. Yeah. Listened to what sounded interesting. And, uh, you know, um, I'd say, yeah, that definitely like shook up my list, gave me some yeah. real surprises. Yeah, the the last two weeks before I wrote the list, I, I did a couple of things. So I did what you said, which mm-hmm. was like go through other websites, albums of the year lists and whatnot. And then I also like asked a lot of my friends. I was like, hey, what are some cool albums that mm-hmm. came out this year? Recommend me stuff. And then I also just um, so on Apple Music, you can you can just see like you can pick a, a subgenre of music and then it'll just show you all of the releases in oh, that subgenre, okay. which was really handy because I was able to go back really far and I was able to find a lot of stuff that like I didn't know about, uh, for, especially from bands that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I was able to add a lot of stuff to my, uh, my, my backlog, but my backlog got immense. And you know what, you know, what was actually really unfortunate is like my list before I started going back through and listening to like literally probably like 30 albums that, you know, I hadn't listened to. Mm-hmm. It didn't change that much after listening to those albums. There were a lot of a lot of bands I really like released albums this year mm-hmm. that I found disappointing. Um, yeah, which yeah, is I would, un- I would, unfortunate. I would actually agree with yeah. that. Like, so so talking about general impressions of music of the year mm-hmm. or music this year, like, um, yeah. I feel like a lot of bands released that I love released albums I didn't like. This like this was mm-hmm. the year of good bands releasing not so great albums, I think. Uh yeah, I mean so th- that is definitely a factor and then also I um there were like <laughs> there were a lot of uh there's just a lot of trends in uh, in some of the subgenres of music that I like right mm-hmm. now that I just I don't like very much. Yeah. Like and I've mentioned to you um, in our, in some of our discussions before, but like personally, I feel like this was a really bad year for death metal. Like yeah. as a fan of death metal, like I, this was you a know, really disappointing year for know, me, I, and it, yeah, it sucks. In, in <laughs> my opinion, I'm a big hip hop fan. This I think was a pretty bad year for hip hop, in my opinion. Hmm. I don't. I mean, yeah, there, there wasn't. There's not we, a lot we, of hip hop on your yeah, list. Yeah, like, we we listened to one good one that was actually kind of off my radar somehow. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, yeah, but like, there's uh, I don't know, like, their hip hop this year was like, you know, there were some big hip hop releases, but I felt like it was all kind of underwhelming, and it was mostly from like established people. I can't think of, except for like, you know, like the Chicago drill scene and stuff. Any like breakout stuff that I discovered this year. Sure. From hip hop. And a lot yeah. of that stuff is like, you know, those people are dead now and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a weird year, you know, and, and the thing is, though, mm-hmm. and, and I have a feeling this is going to happen because this happens with pretty much every year. I, I always feel like at the end of the year when I'm compiling my list, I, I make an album of the year list every year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just for fun. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time we've actually managed to make it into a podcast. We tried to do it last year and it didn't work out. And uh, every year when I'm compiling my list, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't know about this year. And then, you know, over the next few months, over the next the first half of 2022, I'm going to discover a bunch of albums that came out this year that are amazing. And my right. list is probably going to be entirely different come yeah, June yeah. 2022. So, so you know what? You Maybe know? we should a uh, few months from now make an addendum cast. <laughs> like, cause, cause literally while listening to these albums, I, I replaced one of my albums of the year. I'm not going to do it and pull a fast one on you, but, okay. but like if, if I was given my druthers, there is definitely one album I would replace with another album on my list. Nice. Yeah. That, nice. that I listened to. It was a, one of our guests, uh, recommendations. 
Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, th- that's the thing about these kind of lists, right? Like, I, I just don't want anybody to take it as like, this is gospel. It's just like, hey, I, I like talking about music, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as evidenced. But uh, I like uh, I like recommending music, too. And, and so it's like, hey, you know. We we we're we're out here consuming media, and if we can do yeah. our part to help expose others to some of that stuff, if it's good, like yeah. I think that's pretty rad. Right. Um. Anyways, like without further ado, so like let's get in? into it. Okay. Oh my so, god. So I I feel like we're gonna start with your number ten pick. If that's okay. That's totally fine with me. Um, let's do it. Yeah. Um. So 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 these. As, as we said, these are not in order. No. But this is just the order that we listen to them, basically, and the order that we said we were going to talk about them. 100%. And, uh, yeah, I, I did kind of do a ranking of Spencer's albums, and I actually gave mm-hmm. every single album a, a number ranking out of 10. I, okay. Yeah. Um, but so we'll, we'll talk about that. But, I, yeah, uh, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess let's start with uh, the number 10 pick. Uh, I, I feel like uh, before we start on that, mm-hmm. I do want to establish, I yes. feel like for each of these, so for each of our individual picks, mm-hmm. I feel like the person who picked the album should state their case for it before the other yeah, person yeah, has exactly. anything to say about exactly. it. Um, so without further ado, what is your number 10 pick, Britt? My number 10 pick this year is a very interesting album and it's it's unlike ev- anything i've ever listened to it's gazelle twin and nyx's deep england mm-hmm. um i don't know how to describe this album but i it was one of the ones i got from an end of the year list and i listened to it and i was fucking stoned out of my mind <laughs> and it fucking wrecked me the best way i can describe it is it's like coral and flute drone <laughs> sure it's it's uh it's technically it's a it's a it's listed as a post-industrial album i don't know interesting if I'd, i don't know if I'd, i like categorize it like that. i mean if, if you're if by post-industrial they mean after the existence of industrial society yes when that no longer exists yes, then when, sure when, when <laughs> it's yes it's post like synthesizer in that uh-huh. like it's it's after electronic music's yeah like, electronic yeah music electronic exists. music no longer exists it is it is weird. I will say yeah. that. Uh, um, uh-huh. What would you think about it, Spencer? Uh, my very first note is WTF, like a mosh pit at the Renaissance Fair. Okay, yeah. And then my second note is, it's like someone is watching an A24 movie in the other room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like an A24 soundtrack. It is weird, spooky, unsettling. It's yeah. like it, it's like it sounds like the soundtrack to an A twenty four film. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's super like yeah. it's it's terrifying and atmospheric. It, like it it gives a sense of existential dread uh that music usually doesn't give me. And and it made me feel a certain way that music doesn't usually make me feel. And I really like that. Sure. Yeah. Um and that and that's all valid. I've the first three songs though, I did think I was like, Am I being trolled? Because nothing happens in the first three seven-minute songs, Britt. Yeah, I'd like, say not no- a, nothing. I'd say nothing really happens <laughs> in the entire album. No, 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 that's not true. Like, Somewhere towards the middle, it kind of sounds like Halo menu music for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but the, And then at the end, there's one song that's mm-hmm. an actual song. So I, the last song I find that interesting. is yeah. an actual song, that, that's, but it's the only actual song in the a, whole it's, album. It's a great, beautiful song. I actually, I, yeah. I, I, so my note here says uh, the, the title track has some structure to it. 
it, yeah. and it, as a result, is much more enjoyable than the rest of the album. Right, and I, I think it's just like, a, oh, by the way, we can actually make like music music. Here's proof. Yeah. Because like it's, yeah, it's like- It has a very like- uh deconstructed feel but it's like deconstructed drone which is like drone in itself is like a challenging listen yeah you know so like deconstructed drone i'm like oh man there's like a couple flute hits every few seconds (laughs) for seven minutes that's right Oh my god! Flu drone, my motherfucker. <laughs> it was a it was a challenging listen. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I like. Yeah. I, I I would also say it's challenging. It's not one that I will, you know, listen to every single week. Sure, but I, when I, when I'm in a certain mood, yeah. I'm gonna put this on. I I, I feel like um I was surprised mm. as you know your opinions on noise and and stuff are as well established. You know, mm. while we've, while we've been talking to yes. uh, talking about the Pikes. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised that mm-hmm. this was a pick of yours, but also not surprised. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's both. I, I it's one of those things though that I feel like would be better in conjunction with like uh, some kind of visuals to go along with it. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. But it it was an interesting listen. At the yeah, very least. it's so. definitely an interesting album. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, let's. Uh... Let's go to your number ten. What was your number ten, Spencer? My number ten pick was Gone World by Steve Moore. Uh, Steve Moore is one half of the band Zombie. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with them, the uh, from, synth rock from legends. Pittsburgh, I think. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere in the East Coast, maybe. Uh, synth rock legends. Uh, Steve Moore, in in his own self, is a synth legend of sorts. Um, dude is making made an absolute ton of synth music, and he's one of my favorite like synth composers. Dude is really skilled. And writes really interesting music. Um, he has an album called Pangea Ultima mm-hmm. uh, that is one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's an ambient synth record. It just has incredible like pad sounds on it. It's really rad. Uh, but this one is an, is like an ambient techno record. Yeah. Um, and I just I like the way that he makes techno. I, I think it's it's the kind of techno that I like. It's very like Y two K in in sound. It's very mm-hmm. like um, like utopian. Y2K, it feels like to me, or it's like, it's just got a a lot of like really interesting synth sounds and textures. This is not, I don't know, any, in a more interesting musical year. I don't think this, this album would make my top 10. Uh, This is definitely one of those ones where I was like looking at what I had listened to a lot of this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, I don't know, that's basically that. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. What do you think? I liked it a lot. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. It's a uh, it's a great exercise in like poly six and profit tones. Yeah, a lot of like yeah, a lot like, of like very eighties synths. Like yeah, and like, then like, this dude he uses the real shit. Oh, like, obviously. the real shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sounds like warm. Yeah, like, it's for sure. It sounds like if if they made like Drive in uh, nineteen ninety four. Mm. I think this would be the soundtrack to it. Yeah, so like, yeah, this, so what's interesting about that, in mm. that you say that, is like, this is not a synthwave record. Like, don't get the wrong idea, anybody it's listening. Not, like, it is not no, synthwave no, no, at it's, all. It's not synthwave, um, it's not outrun, it's no, not that type of music No, it's definitely like, firmly in the world of techno, yeah, but it, it, it is... It is. It uses a lot of those same synthesizers mm-hmm. in really interesting ways. He he comes up comes up with some of the most beautiful pad sounds I think I've ever heard. The pads like, were great. His arpeggiators, I really truly liked a great. Lot. And like I like his uh, approach to um, arrangement as well. Like mm-hmm. the arrangements 
are very minimalist, but they're always interesting. Yeah. They, and like the songs never get boring. You know what it actually sounded a lot to me like is like the soundtrack for Gran Turismo 2. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I say yeah. Utopian Y2K. Okay. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, it's from that era of like 97 to 2002. Yeah, yeah. And where like, so what what these songs remind me of a lot is the soundtrack to a game called Einhander from PlayStation 1. Okay. Uh, it's a 1999 game uh, by Square and where you're flying around in this uh, ship in this like dystopian cyberpunk future. Mm-hmm. And it has a soundtrack that is minimalist ambient techno, and like it sounds a lot like this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, pretty cool stuff. I super enjoyed it. Yeah, good uh, would recommend. Yeah, me too. Let's uh, let's two move- thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up. Yeah. Let's move on to our first guest pick. So this let's is guest pick number ten. Uh, I think we have a voicemail to play that goes along with we this. Certainly do. Brittany Spencer, it's Andrew. Um. Album of the year. Uh, I'm always a couple years behind music, or I'm listening to some old shit. So I had to do a little bit of thinking, a little bit of YouTubing, and all I listen to right now is either video game music or K-pop. So that's where we're going tonight. So uh, first off, I got three honorable. Uh, first off, I got three honorable mentions that come in the form of video games, all in the Metroidvania genre, and those are. Castle in the Sky, Aslan, Tears of the Earth, and Cyber Shadow. I've only played Aslan so far, but I've been listening to all three of those soundtracks religiously, and they're really, really good. Uh, but for my record of the year, that's going to go to this guy from South Korea called Key. He's a K-pop guy, and he just came out with an EP called Bad Love. He's unusually emotive and expressive in the way that he sings. And sometimes it kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson or uh, some flash in the frying pan 80s vocalists that I can't think of the names of right now, but I'm sure you can think of like 10 of them that are fucking rad. And he captures that essence of um, whatever that weird classic R&B stuff was in that time period. But something that sounds out to me the most is the way that he sings over synth waves. And uh, the first two tracks on that record, uh, Bad Love and Yellow Tape, um, he does it perfectly. And there's something I've noticed about synthwave singers over the past several years. And I don't know a lot about people singing on synthwave. I don't know how common it is. But every time I hear it, it's either way too affected and far too much auto-tuned or they're not affected enough and they're not auto-tuned at all, or you can hear inconsistencies of the pitch of their vocal, and it just doesn't sound like it's supposed to sound on, on a genre of music that kind of is defined by perfection and, like, with, you know, rhythmic qualities and tempo and all that, and, and, and tonal structures. So I hear this dude, Key, singing on the synthwave shit, and it's just, oh, dude, it's so good. He does it so good. So, uh, yeah, I'm listening to that record. Bad Love by Key. K-E-Y. All right. Wang out. I love you guys. Love, love uh, you too. Happy uh, anniversary. <laughs> and I uh, look forward to hearing more episodes. <laughs> and I love you guys. Oh, I from love the bottom you too. of my heart. Oh, man. 
So that was our, our, our friend and previous guest, Andrew Stromstad, a.k.a. Holy Book of Wang. Yeah. Um, from uh, from Box. From uh, Box, Icy Box. Uh, Poison Idea. Poison Atriarch. Idea. Atriarch. Uh, real legend shit. Yeah, right legend there. in the scene, Andrew Stromstad. We, we love to hear him. And you know what's interesting? So I listened to this uh, EP, uh-huh. and like hearing Wang's justification for why he picked it yeah. makes it make a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Um, when I listened to it earlier, all I could think was like, this sounds like the music they play when I'm in H Mart. H Mart's yeah. a Korean grocery store that right. I go to a lot. And like, they play a lot of this kind of music there. So it's like, it's kind of generic to me because I mm. hear it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This, this was definitely like standout fucking K-pop though. Like, yeah, yeah. It was I, definitely I, a cut I've, above. I've yeah, for sure. I've liked some K-pop and some K-rap before. And, yeah. uh, crap. Yes. Uh, a lot of it like really falls short, but like this caught my attention immediately. And I got to say, this was a banger of an EP. Mm-hmm. It was only like six mm-hmm. songs long, but like they were all good. The composition was great. The synths were amazing. The synths were rad. The yeah. synths sounded yeah. so fucking good. Totally. Uh, and yeah, I definitely agree uh, with, with Andrew. Like this dude's vocal delivery is like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Um, I just wish it was a full album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn good album, though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was solid. It sounds like Korean The Weekend, kind of. That's like could, what I, it, yeah, what it that, reminded but, but me of. But he's just like a yeah. better vocalist. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, is a good vocalist. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, uh, Andrew. We appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to your number nine pick. Mm-hmm. Britt, yeah. what did you pick for your number nine I think album. we got uh, Lone Lady, Former Things, released on Warp Records on June 25th of this year. Nice. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it is a very unique, uh, awesome synth pop album. Apparently, uh, she's made like post-punk and stuff before, mm-hmm. and this is her first like really synth poppy album, mm-hmm. but it is really interesting. It, it definitely has like... Almost like Eurythmics, 80s Eurythmic vibes. Uh-huh. I can see that. Uh, but at the same time, like weird experimental, like it's like if Eurythmics did a song with Coil. Oh. Is the best way I can, I can describe it. I can see that, yeah. It's like, yeah. What, what it reminded me of was like Calm mm-hmm. Trues meets Cold Cave. I could see like, a little that. That was yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. that, but like with a little bit more like the happy side of, the, of like 80s. Yeah, stuff. with a little bit of like Cindy Lauper mixed in. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely just like I loved the production. Uh, it was like, I mean, there's a lot of synths going on, but at the same time, it feels like a very minimalist production. I'd say, being yeah. that it's like all synths and her, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, it's not. And the way the way that it's mixed is like each of those instruments has like a lot of its own space. I yeah. think that that's why it sounds so minimalist, right? Because it's not, it's just like... It's just super dynamic. Yeah, there's just like, there's not a lot going on and like everything has its own, like a lot of space to it. Yeah. And... uh, Yeah, what do you think? I, uh, I was, okay, I did end up liking this record, but I was really turned off by the first song. Interesting. The first song is so fucking weird. The rest of it is is less weird, (laughs) uh, but like the first song is like really, really weird. Um, And I don't say that in a bad way. It was just like the the arrangement of like the vocal melody and stuff were just so odd yeah. in that first song i was like if the whole album is like this i'm not going to enjoy it like, does, but the does, whole album was not does, like does, that does it make more sense now that i said it was released on warp records oh i saw that it was released oh, yeah, on warp yeah. records and like that does make a lot of sense yeah. but like what's interesting about this album is like a lot of it felt like 
it felt like music that was being made, and I, I take this with a grain of salt. I don't mean this to to sound like negative mm. uh, or anything, but it's like it sounded like music that was being made by a person who's maybe inexperienced at making music, um, in the sense that like just some of the choices of arrangement are very unusual. Oh yeah, like, yeah it, it does and, have and an I, outsiderish feel. Yeah, to it, for yeah, sure. yeah. Like it it's, definitely, it, it's like definitely a, someone who is like uh, self taught. Yeah, 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 like a person who. Yeah, is like doing this on their own, and maybe they either don't have a lot of experience, or they do have a lot of experience, but it's like very, very specialized, and like they taught themselves or something. In as much, I'd say a lot of the choices in the music remind me of artists similar to that style of learning, like uh, Arca or Sophie, and like like Calm Truths. Like Calm Truths is another one. Mm -hmm. Like self taught dude makes really unusual sounding like synth beats. And like I feel like that comes from the fact that he taught himself and like yeah. kind of figured that out. So that, that's where I kind of base yeah. that off of. But like, and, and so that I think that's kind of the core of why I like this album so much is it's a very unique new take on a very old genre that I feel like has been yeah. tried to rev- been revived by a lot of people, but just never really works in the way that this does. That's like, yeah. oh, that's different. I, I definitely feel like when this album works, it works really, really well. There are yeah. quite a few songs that I liked a lot, mm-hmm. um, and. I, that first song I wasn't 100% on, um, I, I liked this album. I don't think I loved it, but I only mm-hmm. listened to it once, so I don't know. This is one of the ones that... Um, so on each of the albums of yours and all of the guest albums, I, I marked whether or not I would listen to them again. Okay. So like the previous album, the Knicks and, uh, yeah. and, and Gazelle Twin, I, I would likely not listen to that again. Fair. Fair. Uh, but this one, I'll probably listen to this again. Fair. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say, yeah, pretty good. If I had to give it an out of 10, if we're doing that, mm-hmm. I would say seven out of 10. That's fair. And I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way. Just, no, uh, no. Se- seven, seven is, good. I think, I think seven. I'd say good. anything better yeah. than a five is like good. I yeah, mean, definitely. Better than average. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Moving yeah. on. What was your number nine? My number nine pick is Suffering Hour, The Cyclic Reckoning, right. or The Cyclic Reckoning by Suffering Hour. Um, Suffering Hour is a... It was released on February 19th of this year. I, I didn't realize it came out that early. I, I slept on this one for a while. I think this might have been the earliest released album we listened to. Definitely not. There, That's oh, one sure. of... That's my uh, number... Uh, number... Oh, was there a January 1st or something? Yeah, so my number seven pick okay. is going to be uh, one of the earliest album okay. that we talked about this year. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, getting distracted. Um, Suffering Hour is a band who put out an album a couple years ago, whose name I'm forgetting, mm-hmm. that I really, really liked. And it was one of my top albums of that year. Mm-hmm. And I feel similarly about this record that I do feel about, you know, that one. So you know how I mentioned earlier that this was a bummer year for me when it came to death metal? Yeah. Well, dude, I listened to literally dozens of death metal albums this year because I really wanted to like a death metal album a lot mm-hmm. this year, and I didn't find a lot that I liked. And this was one of the few uh, albums by like a death metal band, a band that I like, and a death metal band that came out this year that I really, really liked. And I like this band because they make really unusual guitar riffs. Like the guitar riffs are fucking sick and they're mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, they're really weird, and they alternate between like complete atonal chaos and like weirdly melodic or like almost melodic riffs and like right i just really like that that riff i would i would actually say this is like black and death with like 
almost psychedelic overtones sure. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, because they, they use, like, weird effects on the guitars, like yeah. phasers and stuff, oh. and it sounds really unusual. But, like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I liked Blackened to Death Metal when I was 19, but like, I'm not 19 anymore. I don't listen to Blackened Death Metal. So like, but this is a take on Blackened Death Metal that Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting. Like the the guitar riffs are really cool. It's it's definitely unique. It's really diverse. Mm -hmm. It's really unique. And Mm -hmm. like, they have their own take on it that I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, And what was cool is like, I... I was disappointed by a lot of bands I liked this year. So it was great to see another album from a band that I like that I was like, Fuck yeah, this is great. This is what I want to hear from this band. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I feel about it. What do you think? Um, so uh, I thought it had good compositional ideas, especially mm-hmm. when it came to guitar, and it had good guitar parts. But uh, the production of the album was a huge turnoff for me. Interesting. How's that? Um, so it uh, did, have you ever? So this was released on um, Southern Lord, I think. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it was released on Southern Lord, and. Um, it's uh, it reminds me of their label mates Abyssal. Have you heard them? At all? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just one guy. Yeah, yeah. Except it's like a lot more stripped down and like uh, it's insanely guitar forward. Like the guitars are mixed above everything. Totally. And that is my least favorite type of metal production. That's fair. It, straight up because it's just like hey, you know. And yeah. weirdly enough, like you don't hear that too often this year. One of our one of the albums that we're going to talk about later is mm-hmm. another death metal album that has very that has production where the, you can barely hear the guitars. Uh, yeah, and, and it's so, amazing. And it is amazing. Uh, I don't think that's why, but yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. you don't typically hear metal where the guitars are really low these days, unless it's like a really like pop focused thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I like I like hearing live guitars, but yeah, I, I get like, where you, I get yeah, where you're coming I, from. I yeah. get why a guitarist would really dig this, but. As a bassist, like, I mean, the guitar had cool ideas, but it was just, like, so out in front of center of everything. And, like, it had, like, more space than everything. And I also thought the bass lines were pretty lame. Mm. Uh, the drummer was really good and Drummer's did some great. interesting stuff, but mm-hmm. the drums were mixed so weirdly. Mm. Like, it, everything was super dry except for the toms, which, like, were, like, not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. The, the like... The fucking the the snare was like really kind of dull, but it hit it really hard. It was mm-hmm. uh it was it was it was interesting. It it definitely it's a different take on Black and Death mm-hmm. than I think I've ever heard. Yep. And I appreciate that, but like sure. the production is just not for me. Sure. Yeah. So I ended up because of the production, I gave it a five out of ten. I'd mm-hmm. say it's average. It's 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 an average death metal album. If if they had like Abyssal's production i would probably like this album a lot like sure. i'd probably give it two more points at least yeah yeah hell yeah yeah let's keep on trucking space trucking indeed you know uh our guest pick for number nine let's bring up the voicemail here hell yeah got one from our friend breck aka also. cool shrek memes aka cool shrek Hi. Hi. AK Cool Shrek Memes calling to tell you about my favorite album of 2021, which is called The First Day of Spring by Dollhouse. It is out on Toxic State. You cannot buy it. It's sold out, but you can listen to it on Bandcamp or YouTube. It is a very good punk album. Um... Crust guitar, beautiful, soul-crushing lyrics, 
their singer, Mike Cayazzo, is a good friend of mine and bears their soul. Um, they're also the Will Smith of punk. They never curse. So we oh, love that. No. Um, so listen to it with your family and yeah. let me know what they think. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Cool Shrek. That's great. Thanks so much. Um, uh, yeah, The Dollhouse, first day of spring, released on March 22nd. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. No, I it was really, fun. really it was, liked it. Really and, was, you know, let me tell you my yeah. favorite part. This is my favorite part. Yeah. It was nine minutes long. Yeah, the, I think... <laughs> I, yeah. So, so you know what? That's why I put it on the list for us to listen to. Yeah. Like, they're like, they're like, choose five. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I'm going to choose the least pain. I, I yeah. chose the shortest album. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was um, great. Uh, it was great. I I really enjoyed yeah, this. No, I, it was it was very refreshing. Mm -hmm. It was not what I expected at all. No. and it was great. Yeah. Uh, the bass sound was amazing, and yeah, the it, bass it, was incredibly loud. Dude, it was. Uh, that's what I put. Louder that's, than everything that's one of the else. First things I put. It's bass yeah. driven, uh -huh. and it sounds incredibly dirty and raw. Yeah, great bass sound. Great, love it. it love it. PV. There's yeah. some PV shit right there. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's mm. classic PV. Mm -hmm. Classic PV. Uh, no, yeah, this was really cool. It is hardcore slash punk. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into it, hardcore. It's, so it's, like, don't, don't don't at me on this it's one. But chaos. It's chaotic. It's dirty. Uh, it's nine minutes long. It's worth your time. Yeah. It's worth nine minutes. A hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it, the, uh, some of the most enjoyable nine minutes I had listening to these albums today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was I think we both, really good. Both yeah. recommend. Definitely. Both recommend. Uh, yeah. Th yeah. Thanks, Breck. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, appreciate right. that. Moving Check that on out. to my number. What's your number eight pick, Brit? My number eight pick is something I have uh, recommended on the podcast before. Um, this is uh, a album called uh, day night day slash night by parcels released on November 5th. Um, it's pretty recent. Yeah. It's super recent. And I, I found out about it because it was uh, mentioned, uh, in a steely Dan adjacent thing I was following. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, in as much it's yacht rock. It's, yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone in this band loves the fuck out of uh -huh. steely Dan uh -huh. And uh, Bruce Hornsby, and it shows. Britt, you made me listen to a Yacht Rock double album, and I you did. know what, Britt? Yeah, what? I'm not even mad about it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's it's the best Yacht Rock I've heard this side of Steely Dan in this side of the 80s. It is like, a double album, too. Yeah, it's incredible it's a, songwriting, yeah. amazing melodies. The production's fantastic and clean. It sounds like it was done live, but everything is perfectly isolated. Um, the, the pacing mm -hmm. of the album is great for an album that long. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it's an hour and 40 minutes. That's long. amazing. Yeah. It's a great album. What do you mm -hmm. think, Spencer? Uh, you know, I would actually agree with you. I do think it's a pretty good album. Like, uh, this was, uh, it's, it's funny because I started listening to this and the very first song, like 30 seconds into the first song, I was like, Oh, this is Steely Dan worship. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and then I looked at it and I was like, wait, this is a double album. Wait, this is an hour and 40 minutes long. Wait, this is a yacht rock double album. That's correct. I was like, Hmm. But you know, I actually, it went by a lot faster than I expected. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't abrasive. Um, and it, it like it flowed. It was pretty good. There there were two songs on here I did not like, but uh, outside of those two songs, I thought it was really strong. Um, I think they really could have cut out 
like a lot of these songs though. Like I really think this could have been a lot shorter. Yeah, they 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 That's, could have tightened it up, but it because was, well, here's the wrong. thing. There's there's also songs on here that are like jam bandy type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple songs that are long. They're like 7 or 9 minutes long and they're just like kind of a jam. Yeah. And it's fine. Like it's totally like good music. And I, I actually kind of like that they did that because like it's nice to hear this kind of music without vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, though the vocals are good when the vocals happen. Um, that being said, though, like, I feel like it could have been tightened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the two songs that I did not like were the the last songs on each of the <laughs> respective day oh, and okay. nights because they're both ballads mm-hmm. and they're both like very, very schmaltzy, yeah. Yeah, like generic indie rock ballads, yeah. which don't, I feel like personally, they, they didn't work with the, the rest of the album because the rest of the album is very like jazz rock, right. like... 70s 80s early 80s like steely dan worship kind of mm-hmm. like that kind of even like a little bit of hollow notes in there here, a here bit and there maybe a little bit of like uh, 80s bgs sure yeah of, oh you know? that was another one that i actually thought yeah. of yeah totally yeah. um so, especially like their vocal arrangements mm-hmm. are very bgs i, w- I would agree like, yeah, great they, they actually really their reminded me of, of bgs so yeah yeah good. Um, and so like when they do the, like the indie rock style ballads, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was really clashing for yeah. me with like the rest of the, yeah, was, the album. I mean, it, it was, it was kind of like indie rock with like a lot of indie folk flavor, like a Fleet yeah. Foxes type. Yeah. Like thing. a Fleet Foxes, like yeah. a, like a, uh, so what, one thing that I was thinking when I was listening to it, I was like, some of the dudes in this band probably played in a band that was like, uh. Oh, what the fuck's that band called that I'm losing my mind? Uh, Arcade Fire. No, no. Well, yeah, sure, something like that. But, like, but I was thinking like the, that indie folk band, you know, with the stomp, clap, hey kind of shit. Oh, Edward. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. And I actually like enjoyed it. Um, there, there are songs on here I would like to listen to again. Definitely. Yeah, fair. Like I, uh, but there are also songs that I would definitely skip. Yeah. On a second listen. But but it was a really impressive album. Like and, and the production was really amazing. Especially when they had strings. The string arrangements were incredibly lush. Yeah. And beautiful the string sounding. Arrangements were awesome. Yeah, they sounded amazing. And and like to a point where like there's later on in the album, like they don't have the string arrangements for some of the songs. And like you really feel it because like the songs sound way more sparse without those strings. Yeah. And um I don't know. It was good though. It was really interesting. It was yeah. not not something I had expected, and probably not something I would have checked out on my own. Fair, uh, fair. So, but I would say like rating it, I would say uh, seven point five out of ten. Okay, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think yeah. I gave it a, a nine point five, but I am a fucking sucker for yacht rock. We know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just like you throw you throw piano behind a rock <laughs> band, like a really good jazz piano player, and I I come. I yeah, can't stop myself. Yeah, we know. I can't not come. That's that's why you're not allowed yeah, at so, Demetrius uh, Jazz Alley. Uh, <laughs> I made it Demetrius Jizz Alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's great. Wouldn't it be great if they did like a Star Wars thing? No, <laughs> where they, just the, they, they play change, the Cantina band yeah, song yeah, over and over. Yeah, and where over. they have Max Rebo's band and they change the name to Jizz Alley, <laughs> and then they play they play Jizz. That's great. Uh, uh, let's no. see how many times we can say jizz before we get kicked off of Twitch. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, let's move on to my number eight pick. Yeah, your number eight pick. And also one of our, uh, do you want to play the message? Because this was also one of our guests' picks as well. Hi, Spencer and Britt. This is Tara from Nothing Lasts Forever calling to tell you my favorite album of the year, 2021. This is a no-brainer. It might be my favorite album of all time at this point, And it's Turnstile Glow On. I can't stop listening to it. Listen to it multiple times a day. I started listening to the 
at first I hated Turnstile. And then I started listening to them as a joke slash ironically. And then as, like, they started to grow as a band and they started to lean more into this, like, weird, like, drum machine pop stuff. I'm, like, again, like, ironically liking it. But they've, like, veered so hard into it on this glossy, polished, overproduced record. And I think it's perfect. Turnstile, Glow On, the 311 of Hardcore, best record of 2022. Wait, 2021. Maybe 2022 as well. Bye. Thank you so much, Tara. Once again, that's Tara from Nothing Lasts Forever, a November Rain podcast. Go check them out. So, Spencer, tell me about this album. My number eight pick was... Glow On by Turnstile. Yeah. And Turnstile is a band that I have liked for a long time. Um, I I discovered them from a friend of mine uh, who sent me their, uh, fuck, the, the Yellow album. I don't remember what it's called. It's from a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that album is so fucking good. I got obsessed with it. I still think it's like an incredible album. It's It's just... The songs are super catchy and they're super fun. And it's just like, it's a refreshing, it's refreshing to listen to music. And this, this holds true for this new album as well, but it's refreshing to listen to music. That's just fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's simple and it's fun and it's catchy and it's just easy to listen to and easy to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I like that this band experiments with their sound. They're, they're a, a hardcore band. And like, for a band to make me care about hardcore, even in like a tangential way, like that—that's that's huge for me. I I fucking mm-hmm. don't care about hardcore at all. So no. like to, to for a band to like cross over and have enough appeal to make somebody like myself mm-hmm. like like it so much that I want to like recommend it to other people. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I recommended their uh, the Turnstile Love Connection EP earlier this year on the podcast, and mm-hmm. all of those songs are present on this full length. Um, and that, that EP I listened to probably a hundred times and that got me so primed for this. And then the songs that are on this are great too. Mm -hmm. It is a blast. It's super fun. I love Turnstile and I think they're great. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, uh, this is my album of the year. Interesting. This is, I would easily replace any of my albums with this album. That's amazing. Have you listened to Turnstile before? I... I think you tried to turn me onto them back when. Yeah. The, the, and you were very song. like, nah. And I was like, whatever. This is fine. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just, I just wasn't feeling it then. Maybe, yeah. but I don't know if they changed something about them fundamentally. But like, this is like, if you could like, um, it, it's almost as though Fugazi found the right medication. Hmm. It is incredibly positive. It like this is like yeah. It's so it, it gives so, me serotonin when right? I listen to it. It's like a it's like a feel, sunny day. Yeah, it feels like, nice. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's, it's really weird, and I, yeah. I it, it's like this inescapable feeling. And I was talking about you know mm-hmm. um, the unsettling feeling of the uh, of deep England earlier. This mm-hmm. is like the exact opposite yeah. of that. And yeah, I, yeah. I like feeling a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. and so like. I mean, this this album fucking rocks. It's so um, good. It's part uh, post hardcore without being inaccessible or preachy. It's melodic without sacrificing uh, aggression. It's well, aggressive without sacrificing pop sensibilities. It's it's melodic and it's harmonic. It's a unique album that I think we might look back years from now and see as like a game changer in the genre, especially. Yeah, um, I agree. It's the last time I think I heard an album. Where I was, like, where I felt that way was like uh, between the buried and me's colors. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, this is the first 10 out of 10 album I've heard this year. Nice. I, I love hearing that. And yeah. like, I'm, I'm really glad that you found, um, they found that you liked it. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Great because album. I, I, I know Spencer, I loved it. I love that. And I, I highly recommend listening to the album that came mm-hmm. out before this one. I yeah. think that one is just as good, if okay. not even better. Interesting. Um, so I highly recommend listening to that as well. But like, yeah, Turnstile is an incredible band. Mm-hmm. And like, it's cool that they've managed to make hardcore relevant and popular and interesting to somebody like myself. I just, yeah. I just still think that's amazing. Yeah. And same here. Right? Like, I don't really listen to hardcore at all. Yeah. And, and like, like when I say that I don't care about hardcore, I'm not hating on hardcore. It's, it's just, just like, not, it's never something that's appealed yeah, to me. It's it's not you know? for us really. Like, yeah. It's not like <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm homies with a lot of hardcore folks. Same, and like, same. Yeah. I, I, I get the appeal. I respect the genre. Yeah. It's just, I didn't grow up with that. I grew up with metalheads and stuff. And like, I yep. just connect to that music like that is the symbology of my religion more so, you know? Yeah. 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 So symbiotic in theory. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Let's move on to our guests number 8 pick. Yeah. And then we can listen to a voicemail. Absolutelers. Hey guys, super embarrassed. Um <laughs> this is really turning into that one scene from Swingers. But I did not understand the assignment, so I'm going to go with my favorite album of the year being uh, Blue Weekend by <laughs> Wolf Alice. Uh-huh. And it is my favorite because it's like a harder edge beach house the metal version of M83. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Holy lord. Is this cringe? <laughs> so that is our good friend Matt Collins. So, so he, he left um, us three messages, yeah. uh, one of which was like uh, several minutes long, explaining all of his favorite albums of the year. Uh-huh. And then he, he called back with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, Matt Collins, aka uh, I'm Matt Man Nine O Seven on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Incredible friend, podcaster, artist, Great comedian, comedian. Um, yeah. Who picked Wolf Alice Blue Weekend? Released on June fourth. So this this was the album that I was talking about earlier where I, I, I saw this. I was like, I'm not going to like this. And then I listened to it. It's and a it's great album. fucking great. It's a great album. I super enjoyed yeah. this. And like, I am not a fan of modern pop music. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of like indie rock. But I feel like this album, it straddles a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. And it, it like, there were a lot of songs that reminded me of the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. And like, but, it, but not in like a like, like a shitty, like, nostalgia way but in like a like a hey you remember how you felt when you heard songs like this here's a song that's gonna make you feel like that (laughs) shut up (laughs) why (laughs) can you change the twin towers (laughs) why no (laughs) why I've been doing this for the last like four podcasts like don't worry about it (laughs) Uh, okay uh yeah um yeah uh, it was an a really awesome uh ethereal indie rock album um with a very live sounding production Uh, yeah like it reminded me of like as uh he said like the best parts of like beach house or maybe um uh all revol simone like it's it's you know female fronted and like she has a great voice and mm-hmm. she like gets close to the mic and like does some ASMR shit, mm-hmm. like really, really cool, compelling indie rock with like yeah. a big sound, really good production consistently. Yeah. 
I would highly recommend it. This one kind of surprised me. Totally. Like, and and I would say like, I, as somebody who kind of recoils when somebody recommends me something and says it's indie rock, Mm -hmm. like I would say like, this album is worth listening to. It's it's a yeah. it's very good. Like the yeah. mu- the musicianship is very good. The production is very good. Mm-hmm. The songwriting is very good. It, yeah. and, it, and it's very diverse too. Yeah. Like this, yeah. the, like the songs don't sound the same. So if like if oh, you yeah. hear a, one of these songs and you're like, mm, I don't know, I would say like, hey, keep listening because like the songs really change yeah. it up there's, and like it, it the energy keeps going. Like yeah, it, the, it's there's exciting. like a straight up punk song in there. Called yeah, like a totally the dance to the hits. Or the, something yeah, like and that. there's yeah. one song that has like kind of a metal riff too, yeah. and it's yeah. like. It's it's interesting. It's real diverse. I yeah. I think it was a really cool album and something I would not have listened to otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful yeah. to be exposed to it. I yeah. think it's pretty rad. Yeah, I'd give it a solid like eight out of ten. Good album. Yeah, I would solid eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Well, let's move on. Britt, mm-hmm. what's yeah. your number seven pick? Uh, my number seven pick. Yeah, Wormwood's Arc of It, uh, released on August twenty seventh of this year. Um, this was melodic black metal with some of the clearest, coolest vocals I've ever heard in the genre, and in black metal in general. Uh, the mix is amazing for the genre. The songwriting is beautiful, melodic, and melancholy. The whole album feels like a journey through the snow. Mm. It, 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 it gave me cool feelings. I liked sure. it a lot. It's a, it's a journeying album. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, this is a melodic black metal album. It definitely it, is. It is. Uh, I I enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything super negative to say about it, other than it did feel generic for the genre. There there are some things that are a little bit unusual, mm-hmm. um, like the the climate change stuff and that one song towards the end. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah. that was a bit unusual. I liked hearing that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, no. Um, and I, I also liked uh, the the songs where they really rely on the folk instruments. I thought were cool. That yeah. those were yeah. a bit more fresh. Yes. Um, now generic doesn't necess- isn't necessarily bad because it can like it's like. No. I feel like what they're playing is like it's like almost a soul food type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a comfort food for yeah. for fans of it's melodic a, black metal. Yeah, they, you know what? You know what they you know? did here is uh, they released like the next good Agalock album for us, <laughs> and I appreciate that because uh, I like Agalock and wish they would yeah. release a good album for me. Yeah, yeah, so, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a hot nice. minute. Uh, but no, no, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was a fun listen. Um, it's it. it it made me sad because I, I feel like in a better year uh, we hear more albums like this that are maybe even right, right. better. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like this was just, I think, probably the best of the genre this year. But I feel, but I know, but I understand where you're yeah. coming from, and I know, and I understand why you could pick something like mm. this because, like, sometimes when you find an album in in a certain like established subgenre that like does it really, really well mm-hmm. and like hits all the right things, yeah. it can be a really amazing thing. Like, there's a band that um I I really like, a uh, death metal band that does something similar. Um, that they're simple songs, right? But it makes me feel good because they just yeah. do the simple songs in the way oh, that yeah. I like. So I get that. No, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, this is one of those ones I think I wrote. Uh, I will maybe give it another listen. Fair enough. Hell yeah. All right. How Moving about your on. next one? My Maybe. next one, my number seven pick, is going to be John Carpenter's Lost Themes 3. Uh, released on February 5th of this year. 
I thought it was in January. Oh, I was wrong. I'm no, sorry. February, February. Yeah, this is an early one. This is one of those like early albums from this year. I remember really looking forward to it because they had released mm-hmm. a couple songs from it in 2020. Yeah. I remember really looking forward to this. And then it just like being in a solid rotation for like a few weeks after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is the strongest Lost Themes album. Interesting. It is. It Every song is good. It is. And I, I I wouldn't go as far as to say every song is great, but every song is mm. good, and it they've just really n- nailed down like the sound they want to be creating, and it's a, it's a right. very solid expression of that sound mm-hmm. and catchy songs, yeah. really great production, great tunes. Yeah, I I feel like it's definitely the logical progression of where this project has been going. Yes, definitely. Like, like the the first album is very like. I don't know. It's it's spooky. Lots of piano. Yeah, uh, and it's very it's very like they're kind of not sure. Like some of the songs have a full band, some of the songs don't. Right. And it's it's good, but mm. it's like it's a bit more like scattershot. The second one's a lot more thematically consistent, but the songs I don't think are quite as good. I mean, as some of the songs in the first record. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And they're I feel like they're getting their footing in the second one to mm-hmm. do exactly what they want to do. I feel like they finally get it, their footing here. Exactly. Yeah. I, I kind of prefer the yeah. songwriting of the first album, but yeah. this album they finally gotten to the point where they know what they're doing. There's a lot of like um it sounds to me a lot of it kind of like Carpenter Brute. I can see because that, yeah. It's, it's a lot, it's <laughs> John a lot. Carpenter Brood. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what he's named after. Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. uh, but it's like, I mean, it's very horror soundtracky, but it definitely has an updated horror soundtrack feel. Whereas uh, the first Lost Themes was very much like the stuff he did in the 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like, you know, 80s praise music being made now. Yeah. Yeah, or not praise me, you know, like... Uh, praise music Uh, music. Um, yeah i don't know about uh, that music that's praising 80s stuff being made now sure but it's made by a guy from the i know and actually that's that's one of the first things i wrote uh was it has uh, it has an air of authenticity that i don't feel like it is honestly so fucking cool to me that a 70 something man is out there actively participating in a music genre he helped create uh when he like you know, didn't tour or anything. Yeah. That's so cool. It's super cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's a, it's a really good record. Yeah. This is one of those yeah. ones where it was like, when I was creating a list of top albums the, of the year, like this is instantly on the list. I was like, of course, yeah. of course, this was great. I yeah. loved the, listening to this. It's very much like those other records. So if you didn't like those other ones, I don't know if you're going to like this one. It's no. the same. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's horror soundtrack. Music. Yeah, it's, totally. It's uh, but it's rad. And it's got that full band thing going on. There's some cool guitar solos. Um, it's 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 great. It, it's and, a blast. And the stuff that is not solos that the guitar plays is really cool. It's, yeah. yeah it's like so pocket. All of the musicianship is great. Pocket. It's like very subtle. But yeah. But adds... A lot. One of the things, one of my main criticisms of Lost Themes 2 was that the they I didn't feel like they really let the drummer do anything. Um because the drums are incredibly basic on that album. And like that's okay. You can have basic drums, but I feel like on this one they actually let the drummer just be a drummer and yeah. just play yeah. drum parts. Yeah. Uh because the, the drum parts are much more interesting. It's, it's much less drum just, machine. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh Guest pick number seven. We got a voicemail for this one. Super duper. Hello, this is Robin from the November Rain Podcast. Nothing left hey. forever. And my album of the year is Tyler 
Tyler, the creator, call me if you can get, call me if you get lost. And this is Tyler's pandemic, surprise pandemic album, um, and the first one that came after Igor, which Igor is incredible. It's Agreed. groundbreaking, breaking, super revolutionary. Fucking love Igor. Uh, but Igor is not a rap album. So, um, Tyler's Call Me If You Get Lost, kind of his reclaiming of um, the fact that he's a rapper, a hardcore hip-hopper, and <laughs> he does that successfully. And one of the ways that he does that, too, that is really awesome, is uh, he has DJ Drama from Gangster Grizzle's mixtape of kind of the odds do ad-libs across the entire album, which is genius and incredibly nostalgic, especially for people like me. And also is just one of those things that I think only Tyler could think of doing and also do could pull off. And um, I love it. Uh, and, you know, the last thing I'll say about Tyler, just in general, and why I love him, is if you... He is um, in kind of a small elite group of hip-hop slash producers. And of that group, he holds the record for producing the most of his own tracks. So I think he's somewhere close to, like, above 95%. um, He's produced, of all of his albums, he's produced those, um, the tracks, which is really incredible. No one else really can compare and if you listen to him, this album, knowing that, and really like his entire body of work, knowing that, it kind of changes the way that you can listen to it. And then um, I think it's pretty clear that he is one of the greatest artists uh, of our generation, of our time. So I love him. The album's fucking great. My favorite song is I Thought You Wanted to Dance and uh, Golf Wine. Bye. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, this was uh, the last album that I listened to today. Okay, um, to prepare for this. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> like I, I was, uh, I was not sure what to expect because mm-hmm. like uh, I wasn't sure, and so I actually had to go back and check. But I, I don't think I have ever listened to Tyler the Creator before. Interesting. Um, because I thought I had listened to his first album, but then I looked back at what his first wow. album was, and I was like, Probably. I have not heard this. No, no you you might have listened to his second album. So, like so I Go- thought, Goblin I th- was so not very popular. He I was really thinking- hit with his second album. <sighs> I I'm I okay. My brain sucks, but like I yeah. thought that his first album was called Toys. Uh, but I'm thinking of someone else, and I yeah, do not are. know who I'm no thinking of. But yeah, I've never listened to Tyler. Oh, you're thinking before. of uh, Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic. That's probably what I'm yeah, thinking okay. of. Yeah, yeah thanks for it. Yeah, I, I, get no, those I mean, mixed up all yeah, the time. Tyler Steven the Creator, Stephen Tyler the Steven Creator. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I listened to. It. I thought it was great. It was really good. It was diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, so the song that that Tara or not Tara, sorry, uh, the, the song that Robin mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, was actually that was the song I liked the most too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good song. You know which one I liked the most, and it was because of the guest verse was a hot wind blows. A uh, mm-hmm. little Wayne's guest verse in that song is fire. 
I don't remember. I've it's only so yeah. I, it um, it was kind of a blur at that point. Yeah, My yeah. brain was basically mush. Yeah. The, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. The, I enjoyed it. The production of this album is like what really stood out to me. The it's most. very diverse. And I had no idea yeah. that he had, he's produced like ninety five percent of his tracks. So I didn't know that awesome. either. Like, yeah, that's pretty. We cool. We love and we stand a self producer. That's way yeah, fucking yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mad respect for that. But like the whole album, the production on it is like sampling old movie soundtracks and shit like that is what it sounds like. Mm. And then there's like also modern production in like backbeats. Like, yeah, yeah, there's like trap, yeah, trap beats it's, and it's stuff. It's really cool. It's like, all sorts of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I love the production. Uh, Tyler, the creator, always has interesting flows, always has interesting subject matter. So I, you know, I really like the album. I'd give it a solid uh, seven and a half. This is one of those ones that like when I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is one of those ones I can get away with playing at work because my yeah. the people I work with will think it's fine and right, right. so like I, w- I was like oh great this is a thing that I like that like normies can appreciate as well yeah. which is great um, yeah this was cool this is another one that I probably wouldn't have listened to otherwise so mm-hmm. it was great to be exposed to it and mm-hmm. hell yeah it was thanks definitely Robin. better one of the better hip hop albums I've heard this year yeah good. definitely good. definitely mm-hmm. moving on Brit yes. Oh my gosh, it's time for your number six pick. Oh boy. We're, we're getting down to it. This is our last three albums that we have to talk about super, today. Super duper. Um, well, at least for this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have another podcast coming up where we're going to talk about three more albums because we're insane psychopaths. <sighs> um, yes. Britt, what is your number six album of the year? We have Redemptor's Agonia, released on December 3rd. Um, really recently. Yeah, this yeah. one. How I, did you find this? I don't remember to be honest. Okay. Because well, it, it yeah, cuz it just came out and so I I put it on my list. I think like cuz I sent you the list a couple weeks ago. You played this album for me a couple weeks ago well, when I, I was at you, your I house. I played you a track from it, but well, I, I guess think that's before a, that was a week full, ago, yeah. Yeah, th- I think that's bef- uh, yeah, so it's like uh I think I recommended it to you maybe before it was actually released. Hmm. I'm not sure, but okay. um cuz I had heard a couple albums uh, tracks on it. I'm like this is fucking interesting but it yep. is a a crushing and uh complex atmospheric tech death album i'd say I'd say like progressive yeah death progressive death. I, don't, I don't know exactly maybe there are techie parts yeah there's techie parts and but there's I, progressive I, yeah. parts but it's like yeah more than i would anything, say like it is post yeah I, it, I, is, it I, is extreme post metal yeah it, is what i would it's call complex it complex post metal yeah. And it reminds me, I think the initial way I put it to you was like, it reminds me if like, um, like maybe like dysrhythmia, like made, because it has like this crazy atmosphere to it, it that I don't hear in much music. They're pulling from a lot of bands here. It reminds me a lot of this, this, uh, this Italian band called Nero de Marti. Uh, they, they sound a lot like the, okay. these guys. They're, they're different, though. They have, yeah. they have, like, singing vocals and stuff, so okay. they're, like, different. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, similar kind of like that atmosphere. And then Ulcerate as well. Oh, so, like, okay. I definitely, see, like, I pulling a little, a little bit, bit yeah. from Ulcerate, but also a little yeah. bit from something like uh, Intronaut as well. Like, yeah, yeah, they're there's, pulling there's, from a lot of different there's things. There's definitely, like, yeah. this weird atmosphere. Even Opeth, too, like, yeah. weird grooves and yeah. stuff. It's, like... It, it, I just heard it, and I, I, I frankly had never heard anything quite like it. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah, it's a um, lot of different things, and they all work together well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted no, your talking about good. your album. Yeah, what, what, what do you think about it? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, it, it's definitely like, um, like I was saying, it reminds me a lot of a couple bands that I'm, I'm really familiar with. It's doing that, like, kind of dark post-metal thing, which has become a little bit more popular in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, they're they're really really good. Um, yeah. This is one of those ones that like, <laughs> f- 
funnily enough, like the thing that doesn't sell me on it the most is like the album art and stuff, like their logo and stuff yeah. and their band name. I'm yeah. like, you guys, like you could do so much better than that. But the music is legit. Like, it's very, yeah, very they, good. I and mean, like, like their their aesthetic is like stuff you'd play at like uh, it a looks UFC very, fight. Yeah, it looks like very metalcore. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like it's gonna be like metalcore or something like that. But it's like that's not what the music's like. Well. And like the, it doesn't do the band justice. I don't feel right. because like, like the they, band, the music is much more awesome than yeah. Like a yeah. piece of abstract art would make much more sense for the yes. album cover. Yes, much more. But yeah. like yeah, they're definitely pulling from a lot of different things. They're pulling from Eson. They're pulling from Ulcerate. Yeah. They're pulling Eason. from you know yeah. uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And and they they're definitely playing seven strings. Oh and yes, I mean it's very it's heavy, very heavy, very very heavy. Very, very heavy. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> I one of my notes was some of the riffing reminds me of Lamb of God, LOL. Which yes, some yeah. of it does. Yeah, like, because yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's melodic, totally. It's and melodic like, I, I, I'm not hating on yeah. like hating on them or Lamb of God. I think Lamb of God did some interesting things mm-hmm. for metal in the time that they were like really big. And um, it's 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 a it definitely feels like um, the, there's going to be more bands playing a. a music like this in the Yo, coming definitely, years definitely. like I, I feel like this is going to be one of those uh, a very influential album. it's going to be one of those genres that has a lot of bands that play music that sound very similar right, right. um and i feel like this is kind of like early in that wave mm-hmm. but this there's going to be a wave of this kind of stuff and like and this is good i i think yeah. uh, it's really interesting it's a cool take on like extreme post metal yeah or like what is post death metal that's like the answer that's like the question that a lot of bands I've been asking in the in the last couple of years is what is post death metal? And I would say like ulcerate yeah. is the closest thing you can get to that. But like mm-hmm. this, I feel like is another example of something you could consider post death metal. Yeah, because it's not a death metal album, but it it it, it, is, it, it takes but, so yeah. much from right, death metal, right. and it's like, but it does it in its own kind of like very like, um, kind of understated, like, uh, darkly melodic way. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. This yeah. was a cool record, and I, I listened to it with you at your house or you had it playing in the background when we were hanging out at your house the other day. And so I heard it that time and I wasn't quite sold on it then, but then I listened to it again today and I, I was totally sold on it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is great. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, this is probably one of the ones that I would consider swapping one of mine out mm-hmm. on my list if, if I was going to, but I don't know. I want to give it a, a few more listens and fair, yeah. Fair, fuck fair yeah. Enough. It's rad as shit. I would yeah. say like that's a nine out of ten at least. Oh yeah! Wow, I didn't give it a nine out of ten. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Really like that one. All right. Yeah, it's great. So let's go to your uh, number six pick. My number six pick. What did you choose? And I love this album art. Let's just start with. That. Yeah, uh, this that's album so art is my favorite album art of the year. Actually, by the way, it actually I feel like this album art really does kind of fit how this band sounds. It, it does. Oh, um. Yeah. So my number six pick is. A band called ATVM, and I don't know if it's pronounced Adam or it's just ATVM. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the album is called Famine, Putrid, and Fucking Endless. Released on April 28th. This album fucking rules. I love this album. Mm-hmm. I It is one of my favorite metal albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the, one of the freshest metal albums I've heard in a long time. Um, it is a mix of a lot of different things. I, I would call it uh, equal parts. Um, I wrote this down. Equal parts, Kralis, Three Inches of Blood, and Decrepit Birth. Um, it is okay. technical. It is melodic. Mm-hmm. It has incredible drumming and bass playing. Uh, uh, if, God, 
It fucking rules. This was, and here's the weirdest part. This album was recommended to me. The only way I found this was recommended to me by meme legend Jared from Discount Mashups. Oh, nice. Just nice. sent it to me in the DMs. Was like, hey, check this out. And is I was he, like, is he British? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because they're British. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I fucking love this. I listened to this album a bunch of times this year. Yeah. It's cool as shit. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, this is an incredibly unique take on metal. Yeah. Uh, it's some kind of blend of like crossover with speed metal, with early thrash, early 90s death metal, and like some some progressive rock. Yeah. Um, so like uh, this was labeled in a lot of places as progressive death metal. Sure. Which I, I, I get, don't know, but, but it doesn't I, sound anything like any progressive death metal that exists. Yeah. Uh, by their own admission, they call themselves proggy death metal, which okay. I think is a much better label because yeah. what they sound like to me is if bands like um, Emerson, Lake and Palmer and yes, mm-hmm. and you know, like the British, uh, British prog metal bands, if that, kind of became metal. I could you see know, that, I guess. They they do stuff that's like um they're not guitar centric, which I really appreciate you. But you, the guitar parts are amazing. They are. You I want to point something out. Uh-huh. You recommended the only album of the year here with a bass solo, Spencer. Yeah, I know, right? There's fucking even, bass solos Not on even there. on the Yacht Rock out, the hour and 40 minute Yacht yeah, Rock album. The hour and 40 minutes, no, no bass, bass solos. solos. Not a single bass. I, I, I'm blown away there's not a bass solo in that I know, that and album. I'm blown away you recommended an album with a bass solo, and, <laughs> and I heard it, and I'm like, that's a fucking sick bass solo, too. That was a sick bass solo. Too. Yeah. So, so the basses is interesting. He did some things that did not work. Uh, the first time he tries slapping, it's in one of the first songs. I heard it, and I'm like, that is dog shit. I wish he wouldn't do that. <laughs> but then later there's a slapping part and it sounds great. And so I'm like, okay, he's allowed to slap, but fucking <laughs> watch, watch yourself, buddy. Watch yourself. You're on watch. Fucking uh-huh. be, be conservative with the bass slapping, please. But um, yeah, really cool album. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it is the production was not that good. Yeah, it's the, very raw. It, it sounds very, very cheaply produced. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds what like, it sounds like. It yeah. sounds like they recorded it themselves, which like big ups, you know, we every metal band has to do that at some point. I'm conflicted on it because mm-hmm. like although I agree with you and I think that like with like really good production, like this it would band be so good. it would elevate the it, material. It would be so good with better but, production. That being said, mm. like it does give it an aesthetic that I think is really fun. Like it's very mm. raw. It's very right. like and that that's part of, because the music is so complex mm. and like technical and yeah. weird to hear it with this like really raw almost amateurish production it mm. like gives it this like scrappy kind of feel that I think is fun. Yeah. Um but I I agree. And actually so you know what my final thought on this was was mm. I feel like this is the logical progression of where death metal would have gone if tech death had never happened. Interesting. Yeah. I mean weird because like this is I would say this is a tech death album in a way. It's it's it's, it's a, almost it, a tech death album. It's, it's I don't a, know. It's a proggy death metal you album. You could call it a tech death. I th- I think if somebody told me like this is a tech death album, I would say sure. I but I, like we 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 have words. I I disagree with that assessment. Uh sure. but like it's it's just proggy. It's weird. I mean, there's techie parts to it. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, they're just exploring something new. Yeah, like it's not in a, a specific sub subgenre of metal that I think has existed up till now. I and agree. I, th- I think we just haven't found a name for exactly what they're doing, but I'm sure we will in the few years. 
as they get more popular. Hell yeah. All right. Let's close things out, baby. Hell yeah, Guest baby. pick number six. Mm-hmm. Good day, mate. This is Liam Gallagher from the band Oasis. <laughs> and when I'm not busy pounding off the pictures of the Queen, I'm in me den smoking crack and listening <laughs> to the album Retaliation by the Chisel. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Cheerio! Go on the shrimp on the barbie! I said maybe! <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that was a uh, previous was guest, Steven, Street Snacks. Uh, also known as Stephen Snow. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, who recommended The Chisel Retaliation. Released on November 26th of this year. Pretty recent. Just, yeah. just a month ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a pretty good British punk album. Yeah. There's a lot was, of hardcore influences. It is very, like, my, my first note is THPS music. So that's, it reminded me of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's fair. It's, um, a, yeah, yeah. It, some, is, some, it is skate punk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's chaotic, loud, a lot of gang vocals. Yeah. Thankfully, no oi songs. Yeah, but there is harmonica. There is. Which har- uh, I'm knocking off a lot they, of points for they, harmonica. They're British, so consider uh, that. I don't. The, the, uh, the harmonica is an American instrument, isn't it? It is, but they're British, so <laughs> they don't what, know how, better. How would. They don't what? know better. They're just <laughs> they, like, hey. Yes, you do. Look at this Yankee instrument I got, <laughs> mates. These bloody Yanks and the bloody harmonicas. Hey, I mean, let's be fair. Like. They're allowed to use whatever they can as long as they can justify it by making good music. Like, Chumbawamba's a ska band, but uh, they justify it by being good, okay? You said a lot of controversial things there, and we're just, we're going to move on. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah no, this, this was uh, definitely, uh, I don't listen to this kind of music. I'm going to say yeah. that. I don't listen to this kind of music. Okay. But uh, it was interesting to hear an example of this kind of music that wasn't, like, bad I, I enjoyed listening to it yeah. except for the harmonica song That's which fair. i'm knocking off a lot of points for harmonica yeah. i know i already said that but i just gotta yeah. reiterate no harmonica society has moved past the the need for harmonica are we in a post harmonica world now we we better be we okay. should be mm. they we should honor no harmonica uh although uh, bela fleck and the fleck tones howard levy go fuck yourself yeah bela fleck is like Howard Levy from Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones is a virtuoso harmonica player. He is allowed to exist. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's no, next of level. Course, He's of course. next level. The, Funk harmonica players, you can stay. The harmonica can exist. I just, I don't like it. I don't That's like fair. it, Brit. You don't I need just, to. It's, it's I know. A, you can just say it's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's um, not for me. Yeah, this was a. Uh, it the album got like progressively more melodic as it went along, which yeah. is a really nice touch. Yeah, totally. Um, it reminds me of you know like British punk, like anti nowhere league. Um, yeah, it's good, pretty good. Yeah, it, it's like hey, if you want to listen to something that makes you want to go play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you're like mm-hmm. this is an album. Yeah, I, for that, uh, give it a solid, <laughs> good solid seven. Solid yeah, seven yeah, it, it it's a solid example of the genre as far as I know. Um, and I I did not hate listening to it. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, hey. Uh, thank you for listening yeah. to our album of the year part one podcast. We'll be back sometime next week, probably Thursday. Probably with, Thursday. Uh, with a part two for you. And me, and also you. Um, it's not but close. yeah, that was 15 albums, Britt. That was 15 albums. Fif- I listened to like five more because I listened to all the guest albums. Yeah. That, a lot more, actually. Yeah, a lot more. Oh, yeah. Totally. We'll, we'll get into it next week, though. Yeah, man. Well, anyways, um, let's take a 
bit of a break, yeah, and I got to yeah. pee and stuff. Uh, before and then, we leave, uh, thank you so much for all of our guests who called in. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We'd name you, sure. but we asked all of you to call in, so there's way too many names. But we love all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I have been Britain. And I have been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Album and of the Year cast. Stay fucked, greasy bitch. Fuck you. Suck my dick. <laughs>